What does it mean to be a man? Greetings and welcome to the very first episode of the Sons and Brothers podcast. My name is Felix and I'm very, very excited that you tuned into this. If you're a guy, welcome brother. I'm very excited that you're here. If you're a gal, welcome sister. I'm very excited that you are here as well. I believe that is great, great value in learning, uh, in women learning about men and men learning about women. Um, this podcast, though, is about men learning about men. And uh, you women are very welcome to learn about men as well. So all of that being said, I'm very, very excited to launch this podcast. I'm so passionate about masculinity and healthy masculinity and what it means to be a man. Because we need to understand what it is if we want to step and tap into the full potential of who we are. If you buy a computer but don't know how to use it, what uses that computer? So let's learn how to use us as men, to say it in a very interesting way. Uh, this first episode is dedicated to the essential uh, of essentials when it comes to manliness and masculinity, at least in my opinion. And it's about the topic of sonship and being a son. Why do I think that is the foundation of the foundations? Because everybody, every man starts out as a son. And the first thing that we learn as a man is how to be a son. Or the first occupation that male people have is being a son. And I want to, I want to dive into the topic of being a son or sonship because we want to fully understand what it means in order to fully tap into its power and in order to fully proactively live out that sonship and that occupation. I don't know if you can say it's an occupation, but that, that thing, being a son. Uh, so I want to give you a few seconds to think about what it means to be a son. Maybe just take five seconds and just think about it and I'll have a little sip of my coffee here. Did you come up with something? Yeah? Cool. Well, I thought about it as well. And uh, I came to the conclusion that being a son simply means being fathered. What do you think about that? Being fathered. Well, the way I came to the conclusion is because, you know, a son is not a son if he doesn't have a father and a mother. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying being fathered on purpose here because... We talk not just about the biological principles of, of the biological dynamics of being a son to biological parents, but even the spiritual uh, concept of being sons to God. And the Bible presents God as a father, though he obviously has uh, mother attributes as well. Um, the Bible presents him as the father. And so he is our father. We as men are called sons of God. We are sons of God. Um, We are uh, basically, um, our destiny is to become like Jesus, who is the son of God and our role model. And so um, being, being fathered is basically a description of that relationship between a son and a father. So in my opinion, I think it's very plausible to say being a son means being fathered. Now, 
let's think about for five seconds again <laughs> what does it mean to be fathered coffee did you come up with something what does it mean to be fathered that's a great question and that's a question that uh, is a little bit more complex it's a little bit more deep but I want to give you like a short version and then later later an example let's see how it goes uh, I think being fathered essentially uh, means uh, let me say that in a different let me say it in a different way uh, I want to talk about the goal of, of fatherhood first so let's let's think about this why like what is what is the goal of sonship and what is what What is the end of being a son? Um, while sonship obviously never ends, we never stop being sons. Uh, we change, though, through through aging, through growing up, and through maturing. And here we are at the keyword maturing. I believe that the end goal of being a son or of being fathered is for the son to reach maturity. That is what I believe is the end goal of a son. Or... Uh, reaching completeness so the son is being fathered into completeness into full maturity and when that son is fully mature and complete then the son turns into a healthy father himself able and fully capable to raising up other sons and bringing them into full maturity so The end goal of being fathered is reaching maturity, is reaching completeness. And that is obviously we all, all of us guys, we are on the journey of sanctification, the journey of ex exchanging wrong belief with right beliefs, wrong behavior with right behavior. And all of that can be summarized under the word of maturity. And so being fathered um, as a definition in my opinion at least, means that God or the Father teaches us how to represent Him in an accurate way. So being a son is not just, it's not just um, you do something or like, yeah, this, this is just it, I'm just a son, you know. But I believe that the, being a son means that you are in the process of being taught and fathered into maturity, which basically means that maturity means that you are representing your father who brought you into maturity. He brought you into completeness and maturity to for you to represent him. Then, And that is obviously we know that the goal for all of us as Christians, we want to represent God, uh, the father, to the world and we want to represent him and be ambassadors um, in an accurate way. We don't want to misrepresent him and mis, uh, misguide people about who God actually is. So I want to point out at this point, uh, I think not all of us who call ourselves Christians represent God in an accurate way, which leads me to think that not all of us who call ourselves Christians have been Uh, in this process or have allowed this process of fathering 
um, to the full, to the fullness, or to the to the degree that they could have, or that to the degree that it is possible to allow that process. So I want to invite you and myself. I want to inspire us to really fully allow this process of being fathered to happen in our lives. Um, and I want to uh, later on go into an example. But just to, just to reiterate and just to, to say it one more time to kind of resummarize what we uh, concluded so far. So being a son means having a mom and a dad, means that God is your father, having a father, and being fathered by that father. So being a son means being fathered. Being fathered means being brought into maturity, being in that process of being brought into maturity. And so now the question is, what does that look like, like actually? What does it practically look like? And um, before I go into that, I'll have a sip of my coffee. Cheers, friends. Have a coffee yourself. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Um, so what does it look like to be brought into maturity? Great question. Take five seconds to think about it. Okay, did you come up with something? Well, I thought about it as well, and I came to the conclusion that um, being brought into maturity means that the father disciplines and teaches us in crucial moments of our lives. We all go through our lives, like remember when you grew up, uh, you maybe built like an epic Lego tower and uh, it was amazing that Lego tower had reached the ceiling and all of a sudden your sister came along and smashed her Barbie into the Lego tower and destroyed your life work and your little world crumbled to pieces like the tower. And you were just angry and enraged. Like, remember that moment when that happened? If you have siblings, you know, that probably happened to you. It, it certainly happened to me. It was painful. And so that's like a crucial moment where our natural father, I just use this natural father uh, to, illustrate, to illustrate the greater principle of being fathered. But like in that moment, our father had the opportunity to... Uh, to teach us in this moment how to behave with that strong emotion, anger. I just quickly, as a side note to anger, uh, anger is, in my opinion, a neutral thing that can be misused, but that can also be used appropriately. The Bible talks about God being angry. Uh, Jesus was angry. Uh, Psalm 5, I think it's Psalm 5, it says, like, be angry, but do not sin. And so um, anger in itself is not wrong. It is only wrong if you sin while you are angry. It is only wrong is if you misbehave while you are angry and allow sin to come out and hurt other people. Then, then anger, then your behavior with anger is wrong. But being angry at the right thing, that is, that is I believe, good and necessary. Because, okay, anger, we, we won't go too deep into anger right now. That's a different, that's a different topic. Um, Uh, but but imagine now back to the illustration. Imagine you are angry and your father, he has then the opportunity to teach you now to behave rightly with that anger. And what does it look like? 
It looks like your father containing you, coming around you, validating your anger, not shutting it down, not saying like, you shouldn't be angry. Why are you angry, son? You're a Christian, you know? <laughs> He's not, that's, not, that's not healthy. You just shut it down and then the son will live in denial of his anger and won't know how to behave with it for the rest of his life. That's not good. But also the father won't allow the son to do whatever he wants because the son probably wants to take up a stone and throw it at his sister or take the scissors from the kitchen and cut off the Barbie's hair or the Barbie's leg or something like that, you know, or, or cuss at the sister and call her bad names and stuff like that, you know. But, and the father won't allow that as well. That's also, that's the other ditch. So what does healthy fathering look like in that moment? It looks like the father coming around the son, validating the anger because, because the anger is valid because uh, in, an injustice occurred. The, the son experienced an injustice against himself and that results in anger. And so anger has its place there because injustice was, was done. Um, but then the, the father teaches the son that he is still loved and safe even though he feels the strong emotion. And then the, son, the father guides the son and gives him healthy guidelines how to behave and how not to behave. It's like, son, it, your, your anger is valid. This was not just, this was not fair, you know, but at the same time, you can't cut off your sister's hair. That's, that's not how we behave. That's not how we do it, you know, in this family. And so the father basically gives further and teaches the son his own values and his own character and places it into the son's hand. And then the son receives a certificate of ownership over anger. And that means that from now on, the son masters anger and is not mastered by anger and that that now that process of being fathered goes through all the areas where the son experiences like a new thing a strong emotion a strong thing just encounters all kinds of life you know feels afraid feels out of control about something uh, feels angry feels sad feels disappointed um, experiences his own sexuality in all of these things, and in those moments, the father is there to teach the son how to maturely behave in these areas. And so what then the father does in this process of, being, of fathering is the father reproduces himself in the son. Wow, I love this. The father reproduces himself in the son. That is also another definition of what it means to father, what father, fathering means. Fathering means to reproduce yourself in the son in a healthy way. Now, the thing is, this is, this is, the, this is the thing, okay? <laughs> Bad news now. Bad news and good news after that, okay? Are you ready for that? I, I think you're ready. So the thing is, most of us have not experienced a father like that. <laughs> Our fathers, unfortunately, fail in some or the other area. It's just, unfortunately, the reality of our world. Um, I believe that you can be such an amazing dad, but there will be some area where you will, where you will fail to father. That's the bad news. Uh, the good news is, though, that we have God the Father, who is the almighty, awesome, amazing daddy God. 
He's our Abba, and he is the one that is able to father us even in our adult life, even if we grew up without a father. He is the ultimate father who teaches us how to be sons. That is the amazing news, okay? So, uh, and, and, and the goal for us as Christians is allowing God to father us through all Uh, through all circumstances and through all through all areas of lives that we go through, that is that is our Christian life being fathered by God, and we never stop being fathered by God. Actually, um, okay, I wanted to say another thing um, that is also a little bit bad news, <laughs> but just reality. Unfortunately, uh, we all learn our lessons or our behavior um, around certain certain things in our lives, like anger, for example. I brought this anger example. Well, let's just stick with it. Like we, we all learn behavior around anger, but not all of us learn it in a healthy way that creates maturity. And we all not, in essence, what I'm trying to say is we're not all mature when it comes to the area of anger. We're not all mature when it comes to the area of sexuality. And, and we are not all able to master anger or to master our sexuality and know its place uh, because we didn't learn it from a healthy father. We weren't fathered into it and therefore didn't receive a certificate of ownership over it. But we learned it in the realm of sin outside of the father, in the realm of orphanhood. I will just call it. Because what is an orphan? An orphan is somebody that doesn't have a father and doesn't have a mom. An orphan is somebody that is not being fathered. And if you're not being fathered, you will still learn your lessons, but you will learn it outside of the father's care, outside of the father's love. And outside of the father's love or that realm is called sin. That is, that is the realm of brokenness. So if you have not received a certificate of ownership over anger from the father, you will still have a relationship with anger, but the anger basically has the certificate of ownership over you because you don't either, either you own anger or anger owns you. And either you are in control when you are angry or you are out of control when you are angry. Either you are, you are in control when as men, when you have an erection or you are out of control when you have an erection and then you start masturbating or something like that. Either you behave righteously in life, maturity, completeness, or you behave sinfully in life, immature, orphan thinking, orphan behavior. It's, all the, it's, it's either the one or it's the other. And that is the harsh reality of life. And we all grew up in, in a certain degree of brokenness. And now as born again Christians, we are on our way to maturity, being conformed into the image of Christ from strength to strength, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, into the image of Jesus. You know, we behold him as in a mirror. That's what, what, it, what Paul says in Corinthians, Second Corinthians. We behold Jesus as in a mirror, the glory of God. We look at him. Like in a mirror, we remember who we actually are. We look into the, through the picture of complete sonship, the completeness, the fullness of what it means to be a son, which is Jesus. 
And Jesus is obviously so much more than just the son, but he is the fullness of the son. And we look at him and realize that's the mirror of who we actually are. We find ourselves who we actually are in looking into Jesus. Wow. Selah. Just pause for a second. Have a sip of your coffee and let that hit you. Mm. Wow. Jesus. Did you know that Jesus is your actual role model? Jesus is, is the, the, the picture of the point of orientation for you. It's not, it, nobody else is the standard. Jesus is the standard for sonship. Jesus is the standard for masculinity. And uh, if, you, if, if he's not, you're selling short. You're, point, you're, you're hitting for a lesser goal than what the goal is. He's the goal. He's the center. Yes, he's it. Jesus is it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just excited and happy. And I just quickly want to make it an amazing side note, okay? Have you ever thought about what a privilege it is to be born again? What a privilege it is to be born again. It is just so amazing. Like some of us have been saved for a long time and we forgot the amazing privilege of what it means to be born again and what it means to be fathered by God. God cares for you. He put a purpose inside of you and he put a plan inside of you and he put the potential inside of you to represent him well and accurately. Maybe you, maybe you actually gave up on the thought or maybe you, maybe you never thought about that you will be able to represent who God really is in your own life. But that is your destiny, my brother. That is your destiny. Your destiny is to represent God's nature in your own life and to reproduce who he is in other people. God's desire in fathering you is to reproduce himself in you. So that means that God's desire is that he wants you to look just like him, to behave just like him, to think just like him. Maybe you are thinking like, oh no, I will never be able to get rid of this sin. I will never be able to deal with this area. I will never be able to, to get rid of those lies. But that's all crap. Let me tell you that God wants to reproduce himself in you, in all the areas of your life, in your thinking, in your behavior, in your marriage, in your, in your family. And that is your destiny. And if you don't believe that, then you believe too low. Then you don't believe good enough, <laughs> in a sense, you know, because you're born again. You're the body of Christ. You basically reproduce him. It's amazing. I'm just getting excited about that. And I just quickly wanted to... Ah, to share that, okay? This is just so good. It's good to be a Christian. It's awesome to be born again. All right, let's, uh, let's land this plane. Slowly, slowly landing the plane. So just to reiterate, being a son means being fathered by God, which means to be brought into maturity. And then I brought this example uh, of what it means to be, what does it mean practically? Practically, it means the father comes around you and And, and wraps his arms around you when you encounter situations that feel out of control, that feel new, that feel like, wow, what is happening right now? Uh, and then you experience the father's affirmation, the father's love, the father's safety, and uh, you experience that the father is not out of control. And then through that, you calm down and you realize, wow, I can own this. Wow. I am still in control, even though this emotion is strong. You know, wow, I don't have to sin, even though I'm angry. 
because I am the master of anger. I am mastering myself. I master my will. I am the master of my will because I am loved and I am fathered and I know that I am made for this and I can handle this. I know that I have what it takes because my dad told me that I have what it takes. And so I am in control. I am not out of control. And then I said that some of us uh, or most of us slash probably all of us, we in some area, we learn a sinful behavior And that means that that thing, whatever that thing is, anger, for example, owns us and we don't own it. And now the question is, what do we do in that moment? And I believe that in those moments and in those areas, first of all, we have to become aware and acknowledge that there's a problem. You know, you acknowledge I have an issue with anger and then either you seek help or you go to God, you know, and, you know, you, you want to seek help. Uh, in the sense of somebody helping you go to God. So either you go to God to, to yourself, with yourself, or you go to God with, some, with the help of somebody else. So seeking help is a very manly thing because if you don't, it just basically reveals that, that there's, um, well, not in, not in every case, but sometimes we don't want to seek help because we, we are too prideful to admit that we don't know how something works or whatever, you know? So, Just get over yourself and seek help. Why would you wait? Why would you why would you wait with becoming more mature in a certain area just because you don't want to look weak? It, it, that is actually weak. It is strong if you admit that you're weak because then the weakness can be turned into a strength and the immaturity into immaturity. So you go to God. When you find out, you realize, dang, I have an issue with anger. Then you go to God with somebody else or alone. And then you just, you, you come to the Lord with that issue. You don't hide it. You don't deny it. God knows already that it's there anyway. He knew it all along. And by the way, he died for you while you were a complete enemy of God. While the Bible calls people that are not born again, sons of the devil. That's what Jesus said. You know, you, if you're not born again, you're not a son of God. And if you're not a son of God, you're a son of the other father. And the other father is really bad and he's the devil. Okay. So either you're a son of God or you're not a son of God. And Jesus died for you while you were an enemy against God. So he loved you already then when you were completely messed up. And now you're more put together. And so there's no point in you hiding anything from God or being ashamed for anything from God, whether it has to do with your sexuality, whether it has to do with anger or your marriage or your family or blah, 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 whatever it has to do with. So just bring that with you before God and then allow God to wash you and wash your life and that area with his thoughts and his affirmation. I want you to make space to experience God's love and his affirmation in the midst of that feeling of out of control, anger. I don't know what to do with this, you know. And then what will happen is you, you, his love for you or you experiencing his love for you and you receiving, there's a key word here, receiving his affirmation for you and you hearing his thoughts of of, uh, of uh, affirmation and, and acceptance over you will change 
the way you behave the next time you encounter that that feeling because you realize whoa god loves me in this area and he believes that i can handle this and i receive a certificate of ownership over anger or over this issue and i become the master over it god calls me the master over it and i am not mastered by it and through that you will be brought into maturity you know it's basically uh, and that can look like that can also look like different ways you know another aspect of it is that god actually disciplines you you know he he allows you to run into the consequences of your own bad choices And then you end up with your face pressed into a concrete wall because you've ran into it. And God allows that to happen um, and allows allows you to reap the consequences of your of your bad choices and then disciplines you through that and fathers you and he teaches you like son, obviously this is not the right way. Where do you want to go next time? You know? And uh, and I believe that through these processes we will be brought into maturity what a beautiful word maturity completeness some people actually say maturity or mature mature Uh, um, (laughs) i don't know why i just said that but like maturity that's the goal okay you want to be brought into maturity and um the more the areas of your of your life like the more the nitty-gritty practical areas of your life are exchanged from immaturity and into maturity the more your character grows and the more you become a father yourself and the destiny of every son is to become a father himself It doesn't matter if you want to have children or if you don't want to have children. If you are a man, your destiny is to become a father through going through the process of being fathered, which means to learn to reproduce God's character and his nature in your own life. That is what it means to be a son. And also like another aspect of it is like there there are also multi layers. This is like just this is just the core, I believe, of what it means to be a son. But also being a son is just like receiving is such a big part of it. Like you receive fathering and the father doesn't just teach you through discipline and like do this son, do this son and don't do this, you know. It's not just that, but the father fathers you with love. He lavishes you with gifts. He gives you good things. He he lets you experience great stuff. You know, the father just wants you to receive. So that's another big aspect of what it means to be a son. Receiving, receiving, receiving. Like oftentimes we don't really want to receive because we don't believe that we are worth it. We don't believe that we are valuable enough to the father, that we are loved enough by the father that we get to receive stuff and we feel guilty when we're when we receive things and like oh should i really be receiving this because we actually are not really convinced of how valuable we are so receiving first of it all receiving the truth that the father loves you so much is essential if you want to receive all the other stuff that god wants to give you And if you can't receive it, you will never be able to to fully experience the potential that you have. 
because you cannot possibly give away what you have not received. And everything that we give away, we have received first. So if you have nothing to give, then that points to you having not received. And being a son means also to receive from the father. It means to receive, to take, or not to take, but to receive. And so if you have difficulties receiving, and that's also that, that is totally visible in the natural as well. If you have, if you imagine that somebody would give you 50 bucks now or 500 Norwegian kroner or whatever, I live in Bergen, that's why I'm bringing up the kroners here, uh, or whatever, you know, if you would imagine that and you have a hard time receiving that, then it's probably because you still get to grow in receiving. And that's actually a great place to be. That's an exciting lesson to learn. You know, it's, or, or if you don't feel like you can buy yourself or treat yourself um, and buy yourself something, something really good or like um, healthy food that is a little bit more pricey maybe, but it's really healthy for you, then you can probably grow in the area of receiving. And a good exercise for that is just actually acknowledging it at first, you know, acknowledge that you are not the best receiver yet. And then just ask God to point out areas where you don't receive well. And then allow, just spend spend time with God and just allow him to give and you just receive without doing much. But you just receive, you just are, you know. You are, in, in my Bible school years, I learned that I am a human being not a human doing, you know? So being has everything to do with just being without doing anything and just receiving love without having earned it first. And that is such a crucial point of being a son. It means to receive the affection, the love, the affirmation that God has for you. Maybe you want to meditate on, on Romans 8, for example. Or you want to meditate on Psalm 139, you know, where you just, wow, God, you made me on purpose. Even before I was, before I took a breath, you were singing over me, you know, that song. <laughs> Maybe you want to listen to that, you know, listen to Good Good Father or whatever, you know, just learn to receive. You, you probably, like I would say, probably all of us can really grow in receiving, We are probably, we all, especially in the West, we all tend to do too much and receive too little. And so obviously we don't want to do nothing, but we want that our doing comes from our being. You know what I mean? We want that, that uh, we don't want to find ourselves doing a whole lot of stuff out of, out, out of a thinking that is not in line with God's thinking. We want to be fully loved and be so convinced of our of us being loved and affirmed that we behave and do out of that. You don't work for God's love. God's love is the foundation of your life that you live and work from. You know, that is what that is what's happening, okay? All right, we're going to land this plan now. This plan, we're going to land this plane. Um, I hope you learned things. <laughs> I hope you were inspired by some things that I said. If you have any questions about anything that I said, and if something was unclear, please send me a message. I'm very excited to go uh, a little bit deeper with you if you, if you, if you desire to do so. Um, I'm, I'm very available for that. And uh, otherwise, I hope you were inspired. 
And I just quickly want to say one more time that I am just so passionate about masculinity and I'm passionate to see us as Christian men rise up in our full potential and actually bring bring change to this planet because I believe that healthy men will be able to have healthy marriages and will be able to have healthy families and healthy families will create healthy churches and a healthy church, a healthy body of Christ is revived and reproduces God's character. You know, God wants to reproduce his character in us and his nature in us. He, Our destiny as men is for heaven to come into us and for us to let heaven out of us into our marriages, into our families, and then to live that as a church, which means revival. It basically means that we represent who God really is to a culture that is so desperate for real life, that is so desperate for something real, something life transforming, not dry and dead religion, but a family that everybody wants to live in because everybody is looking for Jesus. They just don't know it. They look, at, they look for Jesus in all kinds of places, But it's all broken if it's not in Jesus. So let's be men that are truly walking out the image of God and the full potential of what God has created us to be to create healthy life around us. Because we as men are destined, we talk about that later on a little bit more, but we are destined to be life givers. We are the givers of life. And we are, the, we are the sowers of the seed of life. It's in our biology. It's in our DNA. It's our calling and destiny to be givers of seeds of life and seeds of a revived church. That's what we want to do, okay? I'm excited about that. And I hope you're inspired. I'm super inspired. I, I just, I feel like I preached myself happy just now. Really awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for birthing us again. <laughs> Thank you that we get to be born again. It's just such a privilege, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you. And I pray that all the people that have listened to this will be brought into greater maturity and greater completeness by being fathered by you, Father. We love you, Lord. Amen. Have a beautiful rest of the day.